Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to, uh, guess what, Monday, July 26th. It is the last Monday of July as we head into the last week of July. And uh, next Monday will be August 1st, so or August 2nd. So, hey, we will be uh, heading into this last week of the, the first month of this quarter. So we do have some a few earnings come out this morning, but not much at all uh, with everything going on. We do have a bunch coming out after the market closes today. We'll talk about that more um, as we get ready for today's show. Hey, talking with Dave here in just a few minutes, but before we do, you know, we've gone through a weekend now. I just want to remind everybody that um, there's only one thing that anybody can control within their portfolio, and that's how much risk you have. And if you don't know what that risk looks like for you, I can't explain how important it is that we have a financial x-ray to make sure that you don't have too much risk. Give us a call, 863-382-0037. We'll walk you through that and more. Hey, Dave's coming up, Matt. Looking forward to our conversation as we start out this last week of July. Good morning. Sharing part of your morning with me each morning here. It's 839 now, 21 before 9. It's time to find out what's going to go on with your money this week and see what the Sam Hill's happening on Wall Street this morning early on. Let's go check in with uh, Statler Financial Services' very own Philip Statler, who's live and direct on the telephone this morning. Philip, good morning. How was your weekend? Hey, good morning, Dave. Hey, doing well today. It was a good weekend, man. It was uh, it, it was good, you know, it's so but you know what? It, it still amazes me at how time flies. You know, oh, yeah. It's yeah, it's amazing. Last week of the month is here. We're going to start getting all the end of the month junk at the end of this week. And uh, the uh, reports like unemployment counts and the like next week. I mean, uh, what happened to July? It's it's gone almost. I mean, I mean, there may be some some earnings stuff that comes in this week. Uh, and we do have some macro stuff, like you said, that will come in, um, but uh, but it's gone. You know, the, yeah. the, a third of the way through the quarter almost, and it's just hard to believe that that's the third quarter, right? There's only one more quarter after this, Dave. That's uh, true. And, you know, seeing the month go by, you'd uh, tune in today after going to sleep for about three and a half weeks or so. You'd say everything was looking pretty good. We had that dip in the middle of the month, but we've fully recovered on the indexes right now. The Dow hit a new intraday all-time high on Friday. Standard & Poor's and NASDAQ may not be at records for opening, but uh, they're both uh, bumping their noses on highs and set a couple of new intraday highs as far as yesterday. Boy, the market's in just absolutely great shape if you look at the numbers without thinking about what happened a couple of weeks ago. No, you're so right, Dave. And and I'm looking at one of the big things that hit uh, uh, the CNBC website was an article about how, you know, IPOs are on track for a record year as companies are cashing in on these sky-high stock prices. I noticed that. I noticed that uh, Krispy Kreme's IPO is going out. They think they're going to get $17 a share to start, and uh, that's a lot of donuts. That is a lot of donuts, man. You think, yeah, how much do they sell a donut for? And uh, that's a bunch of them. Uh, you know, I, I, I used to live up in Winston-Salem, and Krispy Kreme was our local gourmet donut shop 45 years ago. It's now a national brand, and uh, for a lot of people, it's, it's, it's an inexorable addiction. Uh, seeing Krispy Kreme go national, just, whoa, wait a minute here. I didn't expect that. 
Yeah, yeah, it's uh, more and more companies. I mean, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to roll themselves out at this, you know, high valuations. And uh, and let's face it, Dave, there's some companies that really probably shouldn't roll out yet, but they're they they want to get the most they can for their company, whether that company, you know, you hate to say this, but whether that company fails down the road or not, they're they're getting paid now. And that is one of the things to uh, consider in the process. We're getting high multiples right now. I mean, the S&P and the uh, Dow are now looking at uh, price-to-earnings price ratios that I used to look at at the NASDAQ exchange and see. I mean, we're definitely expecting a lot out of these companies in the quarters to come based upon the multiples we're paying off of current uh, off of current earnings. Some of these uh, IPOs are going to start out. They're going to go crazy for a few months. And we're going to kind of watch those prices go down rapidly as reality sets in. Well, that's right. And you think about when they when they announce their first earnings report or their mm-hmm. second earnings report or their first annual report, those things are what people are going to look at. You know, the, the hype will be gone. Then it's going to be, can they make money and can they benefit the shareholders? Yeah, let's face it, a 30 to 1 price earnings ratio is something that you generally expect for a high flying tech stock, not a uh, member of the Standard and Poor's 500. It's just absolutely mind boggling to me right now. And I'm not in that school of thought that the market is overvalued. I'm just saying the market is extremely optimistic right now about what's going to happen for the rest of the year. It really is. And um, you and I both think about how, how much more can it really go? And, and, and I guess if interest rates stay down and it can, country continues to open up and we continue to see um, people back to work I, I mean i guess it's got some more room to go based on what we've seen so far yeah every time we ask the question how much higher going to go it answers the question and goes higher so it's kind of becoming a question without an answer anymore hasn't it it really has and that's why i just think that you know folks need to make sure that they don't have too much risk in their portfolio as high as this thing's going you need to make sure they've got some safety net somewhere in there um, to, to make sure that, that if, when, not if, but when this thing starts to trail off, that they're not going to get hurt too bad. Absolutely. That is the uh, when, not the if process that you talk about all the time. And you're absolutely right. Even an optimist has to recognize that bull markets always, repeat, always are followed by a bear market of, of at least some length of time. And that means if your timing is not good, you're the one that could get bit on the bottom if the bear market has, happens to last at the time that you want to take some money out of your funds. That's right. You know, that's the thing. We don't want to hit that bear market about the time you think you're going to retire because you may be thinking differently after that. Absolutely. Let's folks wonder, it's a pretty light day in terms of data to start the day out. Our macro information that comes out later on today, we've got some new, some new, some new home sales figures and housing starts that we're not going to get until about 10. So for this morning, we're kind of working on the, you know, the gossip and the optimism and the information that we've got that are left over from the weekend. And because the weekend was relatively quiet, uh, the government's been saying over and over and over again that our current COVID wave as rough as it is in some counties, and Highlands County is among the ones that have had not a particularly fun time with it, it's uh, the unvaccinated. We've got it isolated to the point where the folks that are vaccinated generally are weathering the new variant on the COVID virus, and that seems to be putting the markets at a relatively peaceful frame of mind. It, it does. I mean, we are seeing a little bit of a, of a run down, but but not near what it was when I got up this morning. Um, we, we bounced off some of those lows, which are, I, I think is probably some good news. 
Uh, yeah, there's a little bit of a hiccup downward on the futures in the middle of the night, but it seems to be coming back nicely from that, and whether or not we actually open up might be a different story, but the trend looks like it's at least heading in that direction. A couple of earnings, so we've got a big list of them, and tomorrow morning you're going to be wall-to-wall numbers, I suspect, but a couple of earnings out at the start this morning. What have we got in terms of indication as to how the companies are doing so far? So, David, it looks like uh, toys were a big deal. Uh, this last quarter, because Hasbro had a really good quarter. Um, they, they came in at like a dollar five a share. They're expected to only make 47 cents a share. So that's a pretty good beat for them. Uh, revenue beat forecast as well. Um, they, they did see some film and TV related business start to return to some growth mode uh, following the pandemic. And uh, they, they saw a, a strong result in their Wizards division. Not sure exactly. Oh, Dragons and Dungeons. That's because you know why people are playing more games now because of COVID. Um, people are still playing Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, I guess so, man. It must be a big deal. Um, that was big when I was in high school. I know. So they are uh, they're trading up almost four percent this morning. Cool. Glad to uh, hear. Yeah. yeah. So then we've got uh, two other companies. They got Otis Worldwide, which they're the elevator manufacturer and escalator maker. Um, they did beat by seven cents a share. Uh, revenue top forecast. Um, but, you know, they've had a lot of new equipment sales. Um, I'm guessing maybe people took COVID as a time to, to replace some of that stuff and update some of that stuff. Um, they, they closed on Friday up uh, 1.3%. So far today, there has not been a trade. So they're still at their closing price uh, from Friday, which is $88.52, which is 30 cents away from their um, their 52-week high. Cool. I'm kind of guessing that their guidance had to look pretty good with the spike in building. You know, uh, I, I'm, they didn't really iterate on any of that, but uh, hmm. I'm guessing where that's probably where some of the strong sales came from also. Sure. Makes sense. From there. Yeah. Um, the last one I have for you today is Lockheed Martin, the defense contractor. Um they reported gap earnings of $6.52 a share, which w- within gap, that included like a 61 cent charge related to some performance contract issues uh, within a classified program. So they couldn't really iterate on what that really meant for them. Uh, but uh, but they, they must have, they messed up somewhere and they didn't get something done on time. So they're, or the, they're or the government welched on a deal at the last minute, which has been known to happen in the Pentagon too. too. That's right. Yep. Um, and so, that was a penny less than expected. So they're expected to make 653. They made 652. Uh, revenue beat forecast. Uh, Lockheed Martin also raised their full year forecast, but um, that's not helping them much this morning, Dave. They're down a one and a quarter percent to $376 right now. Only $376. Only $376. Poor babies. <laughs> resetting the table this morning. Everything was up. Green Inc. really big time, too, on Friday. The Dow was up 238 bucks. S&P was up by 44 and a third. NASDAQ was up by 152. Everybody had something either close to or at an intraday all-time high. 45 minutes before we start this morning, Philip, I'm seeing a little red ink, but it doesn't look like a scary amount. No, it's, it's not, but it, but it is red ink across the board. Uh, we've got the Dow 30 down $110, which it was down as much as $200 earlier. So it's about a third of a percent. S&P 500 
uh, down $11, which is not quite a third of a percent down. And the NASDAQ uh, down about $34 or uh, about uh, two-tenths of a percent. So everything's definitely in the red, except for when we switch to the commodity side of things. We've got things looking up. Silver up four-tenths to $25.34 an ounce. Gold up a little over a tenth of a percent to 18.03, so still over $1,800 an ounce. And crude oil is down 10 cents, to down really about a tenth of a percent also, uh, to $71.98 a barrel right now. We could use a little bit more down than that on crude oil, couldn't we? We really could. I agree with you, Dave. I would like it below seven. Take it happily. Asian rim markets overnight were a mixed bag. The mainland Chinese markets were off substantially. Japan was up by a bit, probably on the grounds that uh, they aren't getting a civilian spread of the COVID rush with the Olympics in town. European markets are kind of responding to our profit-taking on the uh, futures, and they're off, but fractionally midway through their day-to-day. Philip, like we were talking at the beginning, uh, you know, every bull market is always followed by a bear market. Timing that bear market is something nobody's been able to do. That takes controlling the risk that I've got in my retirement fund. How do I find you to do that? Devin, give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule their financial x-ray. And then check out our website, statlerfinancial.com. There's a link there. You can schedule a phone call or an appointment if you'd like to. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730. And a snapshot every morning about this time on Light FM as well. Philip, thank you so much, and we'll see you tomorrow morning, all right? All right, man. You have a great day. Thank you. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. From the pitch. Hey, folks. Again, I want to thank you for joining us today as we head into this last week of July. Hey, check out our website, statlerfinancial.com, and I look forward to speaking to you guys again tomorrow. Take care. Bye now.